0: So, yeah, like, where should we start? Like, <laughs> we have, we have lots to talk about. We
1: could, uh I, I say we start with the Champions League, because I think that's the most optimistic place to start as a Dortmund fan right now. Uh, not that things are bad in the Bundesliga, things are getting better. We're in third now. Uh, the standings look a little more normal with Bayern at the top, but we are... Only two points back of them. And for some reason, Freiburg is the team that separates us from Bayern. And they've got one point more than us. One point fewer yeah. than Bayern. And there's about five or six teams that are all within one point of us as well. So it's pretty. It looks like it's pretty much chaos right now between the top nine teams. Everyone, like everyone at the top nine seems to be fighting for a spot in the Bundesliga. But in the uh, Champions League, I believe we're second in our table right now. And there's only 4 teams there so it's a lot less confusing.
0: I think in the Champions League we are we are third in the table.
1: Oh, third because of the two goals, that's right. If we had only given yep. up one goal, it would be different.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: That late goal. So like
0: yeah, but you know there's a lot to talk about. Nothing like really good. We we aren't as as efficient as last seasons.
1: Yeah, it's it's disappointing. Um, I think the big, the biggest question mark has to be our attack right now. Because it seems like in so many matches, we've dominated possession. And I'm not talking like 55, e- even 60% possession. We've had like 65 and 66% possession. And we've still been tying matches 2-2. And to, to have double the possession of the uh, opposition, but to have the same number of goals is kind of confusing to me because I feel like if you're going to have that much possession the whole purpose is to create more opportunities so you can capitalize on those opportunities and score and also limit the other team's opportunities so if we're working with 66% possession and not outscoring our opponents like in a way that reflects that either we're not capitalizing on enough of our opportunities or we're still giving up too many opportunities and it's really it's I think it's a little tall to ask to, uh, expect Dortmund to possess the ball for any more than 66% of a match. Like I think at that point, possession might not be the best move. And I think one of the, the big issues with our possession style is that it doesn't utilize the, uh, the speed and pace we have on the wings and on our attack. And I think that kind of hurts us. A lot of our goals this season have come more from counterattacks than from like thorough and like calculated possession runs. And I think it'd be beneficial for Dortmund moving forward to focus more on using their speed, especially on the wings with like Sancho and Hakimi, you know, Hakimi, when he gets the ball in space, he can, he, he's not necessarily the most skilled dribble, skilled dribbler, but he's very confident on the ball. And he also is very like possessive. Like he still does a good job of controlling the possession when he's got it. And he doesn't uh, just make costly turnovers. And he also just runs around people because he's so fast. And I'd like to see us use that to our advantage more. Otherwise, it's kind of just wasted. And I feel like if we've built a young team with so much speed and where speed is like definitely the, the glaring uh, strength, I don't, I don't know why we wouldn't use it.
0: Exactly. And w- what's funny is that last season, like by match day nine of last season, we had so many. So so many goals scored. Yeah. Like right now we scored twenty goals for in nine games, and that's so low. That, that's in, very low. Yeah. We, last last season. I I don't have the exact numbers, but we were we were like. It was almost like, double that.
1: Yeah, I want to say it was like thirty-five or something at this point. Like
0: at this point, yeah.
1: And the funny thing is too, we have more goal scorers this year. Like we didn't. It's not like we got thinner at the top in terms of, like, who our attacking players are, I think we only got better. So it's really confusing to see that we have all these talented scorers, but we're not getting them the ball in scoring areas, or they're not able to capitalize. And at that point, like, I don't know, like, we're doing something wrong. And it's kind of like, even if we look good on paper, or if our stats look good, like if possession looks good, you know, passing percentage looks good, the scoreline still doesn't look good and like that's the most yeah. important stat at the end and there's got we, we've got to find a way to to make sure the scoreline reflects our domination in other stats or to change our game plan so that the scoreline looks good regardless of what the other stats look like
0: yeah exactly and uh, what what's happening is that like we saw that like, against Inter we're not gonna talk about the games before because we had like the break I ag- when we played Gladbach at yeah. home and we had three points, although we scored only one goal. And that's like, we can say a first in that type of game. Yeah. And then we traveled to Milan. We were very confident. Although we had like, we were very confident, but then we the news came that Royce was sick. Yeah. Alcacer is injured. So we had nobody to play in the front. So what we did is that, we just went there and we hoped for the best you know and what's funny is that in addition to the fact that we have we are very like uh, weak in the offense Favre played five in the back and you can see, you can see you can see that Conte uh, who is uh, Inter's uh, coach said that Borussia Dortmund or the reason why Bosu Edelman failed uh, to win the game is that they were afraid.
1: Yeah, and I think that's reflected in how we played. You know, especially uh, in the San Siro, we looked very in- we are not intimidated necessarily, but we didn't. We were not playing our game. We were playing Inter's game. Like we went in there and we said we're gonna try to play a certain way, and we really weren't able to play that way, and we kind of just let Inter dictate the the pace of the game and the uh the the flow of the game and I think in an environment like San Siro you're not going to win many matches unless you're able to control the uh the whole game on all sides as a visiting team and in my opinion that's the same way teams should feel when they come to uh Westfalenstadion and and, you know there are times where it's like when Dortmund's at home they look like one of the best teams out there and there's other times where it's like we might as well not even be playing in front of the yellow wall at this point. Like, it could be a road match, and it would look about as bad. And that's where it's, like, you you need to find a way to to kind of... I feel like, not that we should model ourselves on Inter Milan, because Bruce Dortmund is by far, like, very successful on its own. It doesn't need to take anything from anyone else's book. But, like, Inter did a great job of, like controlling the game and Dortmund needs to be able to do that when they're at home and if they're going to control the game with possession they need to be able to back up that possession with a lot of goals and that's it's just not happening so far this year and that's why I think something needs to change offensively and I think that's where using the pace could be a little better because there's really a there's multiple ways you can defend possession football you know you can sit back you can absorb the pressure you can press and force errors or you can You know, you can try and, like, cut the passing lanes or, like, jump the passes, make a lot of interceptions. But, like, there's really not much you can do about pace other than hope that you can contain it. And at a certain point, like, if you can't contain it, you can't stop it. And I think it'd be worth it for Dortmund to try and work a little more pace into their game and keep teams from just settling for giving us possession because it got to the point where I felt like if we were in possession half the time it didn't even matter because we were either not progressing up the pitch or we were just standing around the box looking for a cross into the box but we don't have a player you know who's 6-2 and a big strong guy who's gonna battle with the other center backs especially in the bundesliga and win headers and stuff and you know, if your strategy is to score goals with players that you don't have i don't know if that's a very good strategy
0: exactly yeah yeah that's exactly what happened like we are very we are very good in the defense they were they were like mistakes against inter but i guess the two goals like they deserved to to win like 2-0 but the problem yeah. is that we we were able to to attain uh, like the outside of of their p- penalty box you know yeah but nobody was like w- nobody was taking the the ball
1: yeah, and you know, that's where that's a ga- that's like a situation where play- having a player like Marco Royce can be very beneficial cuz he's someone who is able to make some make space when there isn't space in those areas and kind of carve out the defense, but but you can't only rely on Marco Royce. Like there's a reason we have five or six other talented attackers that are supposed to be able to do similar things if not with their dribbling skills with their, you know, positioning or or with their ability to create space, you know, Jaden Sancho does a good job, I think, of splitting defenders. Um, he has he has the ability to create space for himself and teammates in those areas. And granted, we were missing him because of the suspension um, last week against and Gladbach, I believe. And that that's always a bummer. But we still found a way to score. And you know, like you see players like Axel Witzel and Thomas Delaney, more of our defensive midfielders trying to get involved in the attack there but they're like the last players who really should be going on runs in the box when they're also the first players who are supposed to be getting back after an attack and so it's it's hard for them to to be the players or the target man in the box when you have five or six other talented goal scorers who are probably more likely to score with their feet than either delaney or witzel are with their head and it's it's i don't know it just looks it looks as confusing for the players as it as it feels for me because you've, I feel like we've constantly got players kind of just like looking at each other like, yo, like that was a miscommunication. Like I was trying to go there. Or, I see what you were doing, but I wasn't prepared for that. And you can't have that, especially at this point in the season when you've already failed to like capitalize on three points that you could have gotten so many times. You know, Union Berlin was three big missed points. Eintracht Frankfurt, three big missed points. Uh, Freiburg three more big missed points and it's just those points especially at the beginning of the year add up very quickly and they're points You can't get back down the stretch So when teams like Bayern start to get those points and we don't have them those Those are three points that we didn't get against bad teams that we're gonna have to find a way to get against better teams And that's that's gonna be a problem. I think for Dortmund this year if they can't get their offense going better
0: Yeah talking about the offense uh, I think uh, Alcácer came back to training today. I saw that on Twitter. So he's training as of today, which means that I'm not going to be over optimistic to say that he can play for the cup game uh, Wednesday against Gladbach, but at worst he can play like on the weekend yeah. against Wolfsburg. Because starting from now, we are, not going to, we are not going to stop because the fixtures we have come in. And if, if I can come back quickly to the, to the table, to the, the status of the table right now, like there are two points to talk about. As yeah. I said, I have the numbers here and Borussia Dortmund by, by match, match day nine last season, they were first with 21 points and they had scored 29 goals and conceded only 10. But this season, we are at 16 points, like we, we lost five points, and we scored only 20 goals and conceded 11. So there, there is the difference, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, we've, and... we've
1: actually conceded relatively, like almost as few points or as few goals as we did last year, but when you're not scoring yeah. like 30 goals, conceding 20 goals is kind of a problem or conceding 11 goals is kind of a problem you need to be get you need to be able to to score at least a few more goals than you're conceding and Dortmund aren't doing that I'm looking at the goal differential right now Dortmund's is plus nine which isn't terrible but I think part of the issue is like four of those like four of that plus nine comes in a game where we beat Leverkusen for nothing you know and like we, if we're only winning like one or two matches by a lot of goals for our goal differential, that's not going to get the job done. We need to be able to be scoring three and four goals consistently. And especially against, you know, the bottom half of the league and even the middle half of the league, you know, Bayern finds ways to get things done. And Bayern always has a lot of talent. Of course, they always have a little more to work with than Dortmund. But I think if we want to be able to compete with Bayern and get, get Dortmund to the next level, we have to be able to find a way to score more goals in games where we should be scoring more goals. And even as, even if we're only conceding 11 goals so far this year, I feel like a lot of the times the goals we've conceded have just been really bad, like bad goals to concede. It's not, it's not like we're getting outplayed when we're conceding goals. It's that we're making really, really dumb mistakes. And I mean, I've never seen anything like this, but twice in like three weeks, Dortmund lost or they lost a win and settled for a draw because they conceded an own goal for an equalizer in the closing minutes that to me between Freiburg and Frankfurt like that that is like I've never seen anything like that and I don't know how something like that happens but like there's also got to be a way to prevent that like there's no reason you should be tie or drawing matches that you were winning because you concede an own goal in the last five minutes of the match because your team is disorganized at the back. Like, that is, that is the one time you have to have organization at the back.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you talk about the draws to, to, to each, like, when we had these games, like, it got, it, got, it got Borussia Dortmund fans so angry. If you want to say angry fans, you can go to, re, to the, re, the subreddit uh, Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm always there. I'm, yeah. I'm like laughing my ass off every day, because the way these fans react—like everybody's angry—and they're, they're like, they're—they only like, they only like uh, sentences or the only demand right now is Favre out. Everybody's yeah. like, Favre is a bad coach. Let's get him out and all. And then I went there the other day and I just it was like just reading the comments and everybody was talking about the bad decisions how we went in uh, to the season without a backup striker how, and then I, I just suggested that I just suggested that we play Zagadu as a, as, a, as a striker and then we can like we can like uh, c- keep crossing to him uh, for him to score because he's a tall dude and one yeah. one 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 man like wrote this is a, a, a 4d chess move i was like yeah i'm flattered if i was a coach <laughs> i would check. definitely do that yeah because i, mean, I would a- do that man yeah because if you remember i don't know if you remember but in 2012 we, when we were in the champions league we played malaga in the quarter final and it's not really the same as playing inter in in the group stage of the champions league but right uh, the the players who were able to get us through Malaga because there was a tough game and we were like ninety minutes and we were like cons- we were like uh, dragging by one goal and we needed to score another goal uh, two other goals to 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 get past that that stage you know yeah and what happened is that like uh, Jurgen Klopp introduced Felipe Santana and Filippi Santana is like. He's like exactly the way Zagadou is, he, you know, a tall player who is strong and who is a defender. So he introduced him and he played him as a striker for the last five minutes. And I swear to God, if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for that, subs- for that s- substitution, would never reach the, the Champions League final against Bayern. Yeah. It was a very intense game and we managed to reach. So if you see that if you if you find that your players cannot reach the, the penalty box, you cannot like keep trying the same thing. Yeah. You have to change the strategy. In my opinion, what I will do in the inter game is that I will retrieve Akanji because he's a shitty player anyway. And then I would substitute against Zagado in the last ten minutes and put Zagado in the box. Yeah. And then be like Hakimi and Sancho, Sancho I would ask them to only exclusively cross. Yeah. Like every time you get a ball,
1: cross. Send it directly to Zagadu and let him put his head on it because that man, he is. I, I mean, I'm not built like a defender. I'm five nine and a hundred some odd pounds, like 145 <laughs> pounds. But like, if I was, if I was like an actual athlete, I still would be terrified of trying to body up Zagadu. Like he is a physical menace. Like hummels is large but like zagadu i feel like makes hummels almost look smaller like and zagadu is also like very strong too it's not just that he's a big guy like he's very athletic and like he reminds me of like a zlatan ibrahimovic except if zlatan ibrahimovic was only a defender and only did defensive things except he had like a really powerful header which he did because he's zlatan but like that's a different issue but like i think I I liked when you suggested that, because when we were talking about it during the match, you're like, you know, at this point, why not? And I was like, dude, like, it couldn't hurt. Like, if we're going to just stand outside the box with the ball and have everyone looking at each other, wondering what to do, why not at least let someone tall and big stand in the box so no one can look at each other confused anymore? At least everyone knows, get the ball to him on a cross so he can get ahead on it. And, like, if we don't concede that late goal, you know things are a little different. Like I'd be a little less upset with losing an inter. Cause like, we know it's very difficult to get a win at San Siro, but like to concede that late goal is just so frustrating because it looked like we conceded because we were selling out on the attack. But like, there's, as far as I could tell, we, for, for a team that sold out on the attack at the end, we didn't have much to show for it. We had better opportunities at the end, but like, Opportunities are not enough, you know.
0: When for the there'll derby on Saturday, yes, we were very, you know, we we played a very confident game. It's a revier derby. It's not like yeah, like all the other games. It's very difficult. It's very tough. It, it's very demanding for on the players, you know. And oh yeah, it, it has an emotional weight as well and psychological weight the way we played we played optimally uh, schalke are not like sh- last season's team they are very strong this yeah. this, year, this season and we played very very well we, w- we weren't able to concede we were lucky as well on some chances because two of their chances one hit the crossbar one the other one hit the post yeah we we were able to get out of there of there with, without conceding but we weren't as efficient in the offense either. So, we were, we were even luckier with, with the referee not, not giving away a penalty. Because yeah. that was, in my opinion, the ball really hit Hazard's hand. And his hand was outside of his body. But for some reason, they decided not to, to give, out, give away the penalty. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're not going to complain.
1: Yeah, But, it-
0: uh, yeah. That's that. Yeah, I thought um, it
1: was interesting for me because at the beginning of the match, when Schalke had the bulk of their opportunities, I was I was getting a little nervous, you know, getting a little. It was hard to sit still for the first, you know, thirty minutes of the match, especially with how good Schalke looked at the beginning. And I mean, I expected them to look good, you know, they're at home and they're playing very well this season. And after last weekend. Dortmund caught a break when Schalke didn't get a win so i thought i thought Schalke was going to come in and really control the game and it looked like they were doing just about that for a good chunk of the first half but after they started missing so many consecutive chances and by so little i it started to remind me kind of of last season's uh rivier derby at the end of the year where Dortmund had a lot of chances early and Dortmund scored first, and Dortmund looked like, like, after has scored his header in, like, what was it, like the 12th minute, I think, last season, I was very confident, I was like, all right, Dortmund looks great right now, like, it's gonna take a lot to throw things off, and then, of course, you know, Jadon Sancho gets hit in the eye with a lighter, and everything, just, the whole dynamic of the game changes, you know, everyone's a little, like, out of sorts, there's a little, like, mental confusion, and it, it, it was really, like, like last year, you could watch the the uh, mentality of Dortmund just like drain away from them after that first goal because they couldn't convert on other opportunities that were close. And then, you know, they concede really, really bad goals back to back and go down heading into the half. And I thought for Schalke, they never had the lead yesterday, but it, they certainly were playing like they were the better team for those first 30 minutes, especially. But they didn't have the score to match it. And I thought the longer Schalke continues to struggle to find the back of the net while having quality opportunities the better chances Dortmund has of either winning or just getting out of the game with a draw and by halftime I was I was I wasn't confident that Dortmund could win but I was comfortable that they could at least get a draw and get out get out of Schalke alive because I I could just for me as like a, a viewer and this is like this is not like sports analytics or like football analytics this is just me saying like as an, emotional, as an emotional fan with like emotions invested in the game, I could feel like Schalke's emotions starting to like sh- switch sort of from confidence to frustration because it's like when you're in their position, you know, how many of these opportunities are we going to get before we finally get the scoreline we deserve? And they just couldn't get that goal. And once it went into the half draw with, uh, when it went into the half scoreless, I thought if Dortmund can come out in the second half, and look with, with a little more life, with a little more energy. At the very least, they can get out of here with a draw. And sure enough, Dortmund came out in the second half and they looked better. Obviously, the, the handball that wasn't a handball was very fortunate for Dortmund. Because that came, I think, that would have been like the first 10 minutes, 5-10 minutes of the second half. And uh, to concede at that point, I think would have pretty much given Schalke the boost they needed to see out their victory. On the flip side, if Dortmund goes up by a goal at any point in the game, you know, there's really no confidence until the end of the match that Dortmund will actually win, like, because of how they fared lately. Like, you know, conceding late goals when they're up late has kind of been the standard for the past couple weeks and really was their biggest problem last year. And uh, I just thought it was it was nice that we were able to catch a break and be on the good side, I guess. Of some very very difficult momentum swings and some very emotionally draining matches and i think it'll be a good win for the or not it's not a good win for the squad in the sense that they get three points but it's a good win for the mentality you know it's like look like we played a first half that was pretty bad but we were able to like batten down the hatches and get our shit together and get the job done the way we at least needed to to keep ourselves in a position to strike moving forward And I I don't know, without Royce and without Alcacer in the lineup, things are always going to be more difficult, especially when you're trying to score. But, um, or I'm sorry, without Alcacer, but like, there's, there's positives for that match, you know, like, we had a couple good opportunities, we didn't convert, but there's there's things to build off of, as opposed to matches like Freiburg and Frankfurt, where it's like, there's really not much you can build off after that, because of just how, how draining and how like emotionally frustrating it is to deal with settling for a draw when you feel like you absolutely earned a win and yesterday was a match where we probably deserved to lose but we were able to earn a draw in the end and i think that kind of that can flip the script for the team a little bit and hopefully it, when they're in the training room and you know when they're at practice or at on the training grounds there's a different energy there and they're playing with a little more freedom i guess like i feel like when we're playing right now we're playing very very hesitant very tense i feel like i want to see us play more freely you know i think the best attacks are attacks that are free and that aren't forced and right now we're trying to force too many things on the attack just just let the player like we got to go out there and run our game and we got to work to our strengths and that's where i think the pace comes in you know we've got so many fast players uh hakimi and shoals hakimi is now like i don't even know what position he plays at this point because he's he's like he's a right back and a left back but he's also kind of a winger just because of how fast he is and he's good enough on the ball where like you can use him on the wings and not feel like you're you're making a huge mistake or you're gonna give up possession because he's he's confident with the ball and he's also a very hard worker like his work rate is insane he is sprinting up and down the pitch both ways like he's getting up on the attacks, but also getting back and helping out on defense when he's playing in the in the wing position. And then when he's playing in the back position, he's still getting involved in the attacks with crosses or just adding pace to the wings and helping Sancho or helping Hazard create p- create space for themselves. And uh, I think I think when he's got that kind of work rate where he can get up and down the pitch at full speed multiple times in a match, there's there's no reason you shouldn't be using that pace and that endurance to your advantage. And the same thing goes for Sancho. You know, Sancho's one, a very fast player, and he's also a very skilled dribbler. And I think that combination is a lot more, uh, There's a you can, you can get a lot more out of it when you let him use his pace when he needs to use his pace to get around defenders. And then when he uses the skills in the tight areas in that final third, you know, use the pace to get to the final third. And then once you're in the final third, let your talented players kind of work the ball around themselves and figure out what they can do with it. Instead of trying to like constantly rely on lucky crosses or, or good bounces in the box when you don't really have that physical presence. And like you said, if we put Zagadu in the middle every now and then just to give it a shot and make that possession more worth it, then I'm okay with playing that possession football, but that possession football just isn't working for us this year. And that's why I think we need to change something up. And I, I know that's probably tough for Lucien and Favre to think about. Cause like possession football is his brand of football. Like he is very, very keen on possession and like his whole thing is like, you can't score goals if you don't have the ball. And to, if you have the ball, the other team doesn't have the ball and they can't score goals. And typically that's the, the right mindset, but for some reason it doesn't work with this personnel. And I think, when the personnel and the game plan aren't clicking that's when you got to switch the game plan to suit your personnel and i think that's what i think that's what makes the difference between a really good manager and like an elite manager is how they use the personnel they have because by you see teams like bayern and they they play possession and they make it work almost all the time but they also are dynamic in their possession they're not they're not forcing the same you know routines and the same patterns over and over again they're willing to kind of work the ball around and they they play with like enough freedom that they're not like limited in their options and their opportunities they're not limited when you know like if if the crossing game isn't working they find other ways to score and dortmund have the personnel to be able to find other ways to score and i'd like to see it happen you know and i i mean i believe that it can happen and maybe shame on us for believing in that because maybe we just can't and we're overestimating what we're capable of but but i think with this team and with Lucy and Favre as manager, I think there's a lot of un uh, unachieved potential still. There's a lot of there's a lot that we're leaving out there that that doesn't need to be left out there. You know, there's a lot on the table still, and you know when when there's a big meal in front of you, you got to feast and you got to eat it. And I think we're leaving a lot of our we're eating we're leaving our veggies on the side while taking our meats and potatoes. You know, and we got we got to eat the whole meal. You know, got to go for all three
0: courses. Yep, exactly. We need more confidence, as you said, in the front. We need more confidence with our attackers. Players who are, who are very confident like Sancho, like Royce. Uh, our new signings, Brandt and, and Hazard, obviously need to, to come back to their form. Yeah. They were in at the beginning of the season. And we really need a striker. Uh, as you said, yes, we can play like defensive, like the de- defenders who are tall, we can play them as as strikers. Paco Alcacer is hopefully going to go back to his form and score goals for us. I wonder if we play Hakimi as a, a striker, that will be interesting as well. Then we have also, we're going to go and see the other team, like the under 90 team. Uh, there is like Yusuf Amukoko who is playing for that team, and he just scored like ha- another hat trick uh, yeah. today against a team uh, in uh, the division, uh, the West Division. And right now he is he has scored fifteen goals in eight games. And I read like a very interesting comment the other day on 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 Reddit. Uh, one of one of the Dortmund fans said that. The only difference between Borussia Dortmund and Bayern is that Bayern have Lewandowski, and that makes sense because they're like the wins, the entire goals that they scored right now are really due to Lewandowski. So if we had a a much experienced attacker like Bayern has, we would be we wouldn't be in the same situation right now. But we're gonna cross fingers and and hope that next uh in the, in the upcoming uh, winter transfer period we're gonna be able to to sign a good attacker and in two years maybe uh, if Mukoko uh, retains the same level he can join the senior squad and yeah. maybe be uh, an addition right now uh dortmund's priority is to uh, to win the bundesliga yeah. and we are not we're not out of the the race yet Absolutely we are not. yeah we are still in the ninth like it's it's much the match day nine and we still have a lot to to do and we still like we are still 25 uh, percent in
1: yeah and and if the season ended today we'd qualify for the champions league again you know there's there's a lot more to what's going on now I mean we're looking better now than we were two weeks ago I think heading into last week's match with Munch and Gladbach before we had the three points against them we were sitting at ninth and between Munch and Gladbach and Schalke this weekend we only got three we got four points total and now we're sitting in third and I think that tells you just like like it feels like we're farther behind than we really are but also, I think it tells you like just how good this team can be. Like, if the like when 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 the expectations are high enough that people are upset that we're in third place, and that the reason like we're in third place that with the way we've played, I think it tells you that like this team has the potential to be very good. Because I think if if we were if we were not if we were just not a good team, people would see that and they they would just say, all right, you know. Dortmund's just not a good team Pe- but people are like people are upset because they see the talent that Dortmund has they see the the potential to do a lot of great things and bring home a lot of huge trophies and it, it feels like it's unrealized potential right now and I you know that's as fans there's only so much we can speculate about why that is like we don't know the whole situation of what's going on you know in the locker room or in, I should say in the training room and then or on the training grounds you know what's the dynamic like at team meals you know is everyone getting along like we don't know all that but it also doesn't seem like those are our issues it seems like our issues genuinely just come down to the game plans we're coming in with and either we're just not able to execute the game plans we have or our game plans aren't maximizing the use of our different skills and different assets you know it's it's there's there's a lot of positives to take and I, i think i think I think it's a good thing that in third place we're kind of frustrated but also optimistic you know there's, it's it's not ideal that we're in third place right now but at the same time like where we are gives us a lot of opportunity moving forward there's there's still everything is still like everything is still in play nothing is out of the question yet it just the the longer we struggle in these lower tier matches the the more we have to work at the end of the season and Either way, you have to win. Like the matches you're going to win when you win a season, you have to win them at some point. So, really, if you're not going to win them all at the beginning of the season, then you try and win them at the end of the season. And last year, that's pretty much what Bayern did to overcome us. You know, we we had a very, very remarkable start to the season, and it was Lucy and first years, and the expectations were just they were probably really just let's settle for another Champions League bid. Let's see what we can do. You know, let's see how the season goes and out of nowhere we finished second after having such like i mean it was just it was remarkable no one expected dortmund and lucien favre's first season to come out with the firepower that they did and to come out with the uh, the energy and charisma that they did and so i think that kind of raised the bar for this season but it's also important to remember that this is still lucien five second season like he's working in his system and maybe he sees something in the long term that as fans were a little less inclined to look for and that's what we're missing right now and maybe that's something that we'll notice as the season goes on we'll say oh so this is why we were playing the way we were at the f- during the first half of the season like if this possession football starts to work out and something just clicks at some point then it's going to start to look like oh wow Favre did know what he was talking about but if it doesn't then it's going to be just like that subreddit the Bruce Dortmund subreddit where everyone's just going to immediately want Favre out and I think i mean i'm not i'm not necessarily in favor of removing favre yet i at least not during the middle of the season like i don't think it's ever a good idea to remove your um your manager in the middle of the season especially when everything you want to win for the season is still in play but if it got to a point even where we were mathematically eliminated from first place and it was a little early to be mathematically eliminated i still wouldn't necessarily want to give up on favre yet and part of that I think stems from the fact that Dortmund since Jurgen Klapp have kind of struggled to keep one manager at the top and like stick with him for a couple of years. And I don't know and and I don't know if world football is a little different. Like in American sports, teams that are constantly changing their coaches are usually not teams that are winning anything impressive. And so like I don't know if my approach to keeping Favre is is kinda like American biased and nearsighted and that I don't like the idea of constantly changing managers if we want to be great and if, that, if that's a thing that works in world football then I'm much more inclined to support that but I also I, I, I also like to give people the benefit of the doubt and I think Favre is very much a world-class manager and I think if people are willing to give him time if this season doesn't go as well as they think I think the long run it could be worth it but again, that's 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 an American perspective on a very un-American sport. So I take that with a grain of salt, I guess. You know.
0: Yep, yep. And we definitely have to get on top of that and to get our shit together, as you said. And it's it's easier to to let, just like sit down and be like, okay, Favre out, or let's change yeah. this, or let's change that. Or but changing the coach is really the last resort. Yeah, we have like we have to get our shit together because for the next two weeks, we have four games that are lining up and these four games are hot. Like, we have, on Wednesday, we have Gladbach and then, on, I guess it's Saturday, yep, on Saturday, we're going to have Wolfsburg game at home as well. So, Gladbach at home, Wolfsburg at home. Then, after that, on Tuesday, we're going to have uh, Milan at home, yeah. Inter, and then after that we're going to travel to Munich to play with Bayern. Uh, uh, like we have four games in two weeks that are fire, and yeah. we really need to get the most out of these. Like we have, what do we have? Here? We have a a like qualification to the third round of the DFB Cup. We have six points in the Bundesliga and three points in the Champions League. We have to take as much as we can. If we can draw if at this point, if we can draw against Bayern uh, in, in, in Munich, like it's going to be enough. Like, yeah, just don't lose. Just yeah. don't you can lose, but don't lose like five or, or some crazy yeah. shit. Like it's just because Bayern are not going to take it easy on us. No. we beat them in the in the in the Super Cup game and they are not like going to to stand up in the middle of the season and they're not going to stop and wait for us to cut to play catch up or something we should really get on top of this yeah and we can easily like we can easily come back to the form but i i think that for the cup game Cup games are very difficult like yeah. we've seen bigger teams like lose to much smaller like in yeah. other divisions teams in Cup games they are very like complicated. Uh, the two games against Wolfsburg and Inter should be three points, we should not be discussing that. But the game the, the game that's going to be very difficult is the one against Bayern in two weeks and then after that we are going to have like a little break, 10 days break. So we can like you know catch our breath again and come back to the bundesliga action yeah but then yeah we have some some pretty good games coming up we are going to be entertained that's for sure nothing short of in, like real entertainment i'm really excited oh yeah for that to happen so yeah that's it i think we have talked about everything yeah do you have anything to add ryan um well i don't
1: i don't know if any dortmund players are going to be listening to this but uh i just want to give them little, a <laughs> little motivation it is my 23rd birthday on november 8th which is the day before <laughs> we play bayern and three days after we host inter if we could you know i'm not asking i'm not asking for you know 12 points in our next four matches for a birthday present but uh if we could if we could at least give me a reason to stay optimistic as a Dortmund fan, that'd be a fantastic birthday present. For uh, the past two years, for Christmas, I've gotten a an Obama Yang jersey two years ago, and then immediately after I got the jersey, he had been sold to Arsenal. So then <laughs> last season or last year, my parents got me a Christian Pulisic hoodie, and the oh. day the day after I opened my hoodie, I wore it. And then I looked at my phone and got a notification that Chelsea bought Christian Pulisic. So like <laughs> I have a bad history with holiday gifts from Dortmund. Uh, I love my Pulisic hoodie. I still wear it around. I uh, I actually have gotten comments on it from random people at random places, in, which in the U.S. is pretty crazy. Like to have a U.S. citizen talk to me about soccer, as we call it here, or football and recognize Christian Pulisic is pretty awesome. But like, If we could give me a present a present that's gonna last more than a day like that'd be fantastic and like either way i promise i'll support the club like i'm gonna love dortmund no matter what i'm just gonna be sad if we don't get as many points as we can get or if we if we lose really poorly against bayern but if we if we fight and we look good you know i i can only i can only ask for so much as a fan especially as a U.S. fan. I'm like the lowest tier tier. I feel like of Dortmund fans. So like they have to answer to me last, but if if you're listening out there, Dortmund, please help me out. Give me a, give me something to cheer about on my birthday. And either way, I'll be cheering for the, for the squad. And I'm, I'm, I'm confident in our abilities and I'm going to stay that way. Probably no matter what, like Dortmund could completely bomb all four matches. And I'd still say, you know, they just hit a slump. Once they get out of the slump, things are going to be great but uh I'd like to not have to justify the few, like being optimistic. I'd like to be able to say, "Yeah, look, we played pretty well these past four matches. I'm pretty optimistic." So, we'll see how it goes, but I'm excited. Like you said, a lot a lot of fire matches in these next couple weeks and then a nice break to cool off. And then December rolls around and that that's where things get really interesting, you know? It's going to get colder, snow's going to start falling, and uh I think that's where that's where it gets a little more fun it kind of has more of like a backyard aspect when you're playing sports out in the snow or or even in the rain like this weekend against Schalke. i think i think the rain kind of helps dortmund out it, it just adds another layer to the match and when a match is as emotionally intense as a dortmund Schalke Revier derby river derby match like wh- why not throw some weather in there and just let the guys go out there and have some fun with it so we'll see where it goes
0: yep that will be definitely a very good like birthday gift to win to go back to winning ways and as well if they can like send you a signed jersey of uh, Akanji so we can like sell him already (laughs) that will be awesome as well and with that being said like we would like to thank you guys for listening and talk to you guys later Okay.